Ideal. Um, so I suppose the first thing is, what is money mindset? Like, for me, I suppose, like, I was kind of thinking about it in my own head and what it meant to me. And I think in a, in, just to give like a general overview, even it's very much just kind of your attitudes and belief towards money, like how you spend it. And like, I feel it's something we very much don't think about as like a society or as people in general because I know like even for someone who studied like accounting business it was definitely something I hadn't thought about until like quite recently when I very much had to address my spending um and things like that once I started earning yeah I think you're right and I don't think we're ever taught about it in school or in college how to manage personal finances it just is something we're assumed that we'll that we will learn ourselves but I think like you said most people don't even think twice about it you know you just spend and then it comes to the end of the month when it's payday and you either have I think when you have money left over that's a bonus and when you don't <laughs> it's kind of like okay well I'm gonna get paid now you know it's like living paycheck to paycheck I know that's how I lived when I first started um, working in Dublin when I first moved up there obviously Dublin is really expensive anyway for like rent and accommodation and food and going out and all that kind of stuff but I don't think I started really thinking about saving until I was about 25 or 26, because up until then I was just like enjoying every penny that I owned uh, or that I earned. So I think, no, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, not at all. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, I know I was just going to agree with you there. Like, definitely, I think I was kind of the same. Like, I'm 25 now, and like that is very much when I started addressing it because I think I always had this idea when I was in college. I'd be pure like scrimping, like you said. Like you have to when you're in college. Like you know, um, <laughs> like you're going out and you're doing whatever else, and you only have a part-time job and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyways, and I always had this idea. I think once I started earning, I was like, oh, I'll never be limited then in my spending because like I'll be working a full-time job. But like straight away once I started working then I was like oh shit like there's actually a bit of a kind of there's a bit of work that goes into even like your paycheck lasting the month let's say like I get paid monthly so that's how I have to plan but like there's actually a bit of like planning that goes into it because like you'd be surprised how quickly it goes especially on a graduate wage like you were probably the same you'd mentioned there when you were in Dublin and like you know um obviously you're not earning you're earning a bit but not all that much either particularly at the moment with the cost of living that's going on like the cost of living crisis and everything so it can be a lot for people yeah, and I think in college it's a big transition to make because I had a part-time job as well when I was in college. So I used to like do different things, but waitressing at the weekend was the most like stable thing I did. So every week I was waitressing, probably Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then going back up to court. So I got paid then on probably the Sunday before I left, and that would be my money for the week, which was a lot easier to manage than getting paid at the start of the month, and that was my money to last me for the month when I started work because you get whatever maybe three thousand into your bank account or four thousand whatever it is on the first of the month and you think wow I've never had this much money before and then you just run through it like there's no questioning it you're just spending 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 um and then but I don't think that's necessarily a bad way to live in your early 20s I mean as you get older your earning power increases so that is the lowest you're ever going to earn so I mean why try and save when you're earning the the least amount that you'll probably earn in your career it's kind of as you like get more push more towards your 30s late 20s where your salary goes up then it's the time to be thinking about saving because you have more more power to save you can still afford your lifestyle um, and you have a bit left over at the end 
Definitely. I totally agree. Cause I was actually just gonna like, that was one of my questions is like, what is your relationship with money? And then like that had me thinking about my own. And like I said, now I'm very much like in a graduate role. So as you had kind of emphasized, like I'm not earning as much, you know, and as I had said earlier as well, the cost of living crisis and kind of very like various different scenarios and things going on at the minute like it can be hard and like I actually don't think it's somewhat possible like okay maybe put away a small bit if possible but like like that sometimes it's very difficult to like do any more than just live pay to, paycheck to paycheck um I know like yeah, I have been you're in your early 20s you might as well travel like go out and have fun with your friends do all the things that you're not going to be able to do as much when you have more responsibilities or when you decide you need to save for certain things like a new car or a house or whatever it might be so you might as well make the most of it i think when you're younger and then change change your money mindset as you get older so i think now my money mindset when i was up when i was a bit younger i didn't take any notice of how i was spending or what i was spending money on it was kind of like if i wanted it and i could afford it i would just buy it there was never a question of like is this a good purchase or a good spend whereas now in the last few years I really only spend money on things that I know that will really give me great satisfaction. So the, the thing I spend most money on always is travel um, and experiences. I don't buy that much clothes. Uh, and when I do, I might buy something that maybe is a bit more expensive now, knowing that it will last me a couple of years. Or like I might buy one expensive top that I'll wear loads rather than buying a few inexpensive things. So in that way you're kind of changing your spending habits and my like i said my main outlet of spending is always going to be travel i think it's just the thing that i enjoy doing the most and i think if you're working hard all the time you might as well spend your money on things that you enjoy so whenever i'm looking at like my investments or anything like that i'm like i don't really care how much money <laughs> i'm accumulating it's more once i can do the things i want to do like do my trips that's i'm happy at that level anything over that is a bonus yeah, definitely. And I think I actually had done this in a previous podcast um, because I had kind of touched on money mindset because as I said, it's kind of like a subject I'm fascinated with. And like that kind of, as you had said about travel, I'm very similar in that like I love to travel and like obviously during the summers in Switzerland and I'm going to Thailand in two or three weeks and Dubai. And like for me, that's like what brings me my ultimate happiness. And like, I think I read it before in a book and it it's like basically the concept that you just touched on there is like what do you value most in your life and like if travel is one of the highest values that you hold then like once you're spending money in that area like that's what will bring you happiness do you know and like that's what will kind of put you at ease with your spending because I think before like I thought the issue was that like I wasn't saving and that's why I felt like kind of nearly anxious about the fact that I was living to paycheck to paycheck but it was actually like when I looked at it what I was spending my money on so like you had kind of touched on clothes like I used to be desperate for that like literally any night out I was going on new outfit new outfit or like alcohol and like eating out was actually another thing as all I found was like so expensive particularly here in Ireland like to be doing constantly and I think we become so normalized to like spending 100 or 150 euro on like a night out and like thinking nothing of it but like if you're doing that like several days within a month like so quickly you could have accumulated a lot like that to put into something you value more like travel I find yeah, and then even looking at alcohol as an example, I actually gave up alcohol for a year in about two years ago or three years ago. I just did the one year no alcohol challenge, or it's called a one year no beer. Um, and I actually ended up saving like eight or nine thousand 
extra than I would have saved in the year because I didn't drink. But like, it's not just the alcohol. It's like you said, buying outfits for nights out. It's like the next day you're probably getting takeaway because you're really hungover or you're tired. And then it like upsets your whole week. So you're not as probably productive and efficient. So you're eating out hungover the next day. And then on Monday, you probably don't have your lunch ready. So you're buying lunch, you know, and there's a whole load of other things that come to it. So I think when it comes to money mindset, the best thing is to like, find the thing that you value the most and then cut out spending on other things as much as possible. Because like you said, they, they're not going to give you anxiety or you won't be satisfied. You'll be wondering where, oh, where did all my money go? Definitely. Yeah. And I think like the idea of travel and things like that, just as an example, like your experiences are so much more like prolonged, you know, like you going somewhere for a week versus like a new outfit or a few new outfits or um, even the idea of alcohol. Like I actually would love to do the one year no beer. Now I'm not quite there yet. I just feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm still enjoying the social scene very much. But um, like just in terms of like even like cutting down on how much you're drinking that's what I found made a massive difference like in the idea of okay like maybe limiting myself to a few drinks rather than like not thinking about it too much and kind of I found at the time my mindset was always like oh what drink will I get next what drink will I get next whereas now that I've like cut down on the volume that I drink um for several different reasons like I kind of savor the ones that I do have then you know it kind of does make it a bit more of a treat I find yeah and then one of the biggest ways I think for people to increase just their earning in general and their money, their earning capacity is like looking at relocation as well. Like Ireland is a very high tax jurisdiction. So even, not maybe not in your early 20s when you're having fun in Ireland and you're training and everything is great, but toward your late 20s or mid 20s, looking at moving to a country that pays high salaries but doesn't tax you as much, like that is game changing for a lot of people. So I'm just going to use the Cayman Islands, for example, because that's where I moved to. So, I mean, you could move to the Cayman Islands as a qualified accountant or tax advisor, and your starting base salary might be 90,000 US dollars. And you get that into your bank account. You know, there's no taxes, there's no anything. And I know the cost of living here is um, a bit more expensive than Ireland, but if if you're saying in relative terms, the salaries match like much more than they do in Ireland, the cost of living here. So like a lot of people I know from moving here would have come over to Cayman for like two or three years after they qualified, um, saved up quite a lot of money and then moved home and had a deposit for a house while they could still be here, work, have an amazing lifestyle, travel, do everything and not, you know, sometimes you hear people at home and they say, oh, I can't go out. I can't get takeaway coffee because I'm saving for my mortgage. Like, those small like things like the coffees they're not going to move the needle you know you can find a much easier way to generate wealth for yourself and save definitely yeah I think 100% like that was one of the massive things that opened my eyes in Switzerland because like that as you had mentioned here in Ireland like I find now people's experiences might be different but like the general consensus from talking to people is that like our wages very much don't match our cost of living and like that's what I couldn't get over in Switzerland because like I just presumed that was kind of the case like all around or like you know internationally and like when I moved and saw like what people were earning and like fair enough they're still tax to an extent in Switzerland um like and the cost of living is a small bit higher but like I actually didn't notice that much of a difference from like what Mm -hmm. I was spending here in Ireland versus what I was spending there on like groceries and food and stuff like maybe a euro or two more but like you said when you looked at the wages then that they were earning like they could afford to have a life save 
and enjoy themselves like all at once rather than it being like this grim process of just like like you said can't get takeaway coffee this weekend can't go out can't socialize like just need to kind of sit in my house like <laughs> you know yeah. Um, like yeah I just think yeah you're it's like there's just things that we can do where we don't have to be miserable in order to save money which in some countries just is the case because of the cost of living and the taxes and that's where like even more of a money mindset comes in where it's it's like worth getting uncomfortable in your situation you know moving outside your comfort zone in order to achieve the things you want to financially whether it's generate wealth or like try and buy a house without a mortgage there's you have to look at the bigger picture and what's available to you. You have to go where you're in an incentivized environment for you to achieve those things. Definitely. Yeah. Cause like, I think, like you said, it's kind of all about who you are as a person and like what you want. And like, you know, cause like, I know I'd have a few friends who'd like very much value security. So like for them, the idea of like saving for a mortgage or saving for a house, like is so much better than the idea of like saving for travel and stuff because they've just always wanted that in their lives to feel like that they have somewhere to call home and something like that and like they're so content here in Ireland because like they're able to do that through their jobs and stuff which is like amazing but I think like you said once you can sit down and look at like where you want to go with your money like it can bring so much ease to yourself because like realistically I think no matter where you are in the world like you'll always be somewhat restricted in your choices because like we're just such a consumer society anyway that there's forever things that you could be spending money on and like I think a lot of us are that we're very much unconscious to like what it is we're putting our money into and we're just it's it's hard because we're influenced like I was literally sitting there watching YouTube this evening and I saw someone like whip up all these skin products and I was like I need new skin products threw them into my basket bought them like you know I needed them and whatever else but like it's just so easily done these days with our access to social media and stuff so it's just kind of about becoming that small bit more aware as to what you want to put your money into I suppose because even like the idea of before I know I signed up for like the half marathon and stuff and like you know there's like a sign up fee for that and we stayed in a hotel and we went out and we got food and everything else and like it, it probably cost me more than what I would have mentioned earlier on the things like clothes or whatever else that I've spent money on but because like I was putting it on into something that mattered to me like I was content spending that then rather than kind of I heard the concept before a spending hangover and like it's so true like when you just throw all your clothes or whatever into a basket on whatever website and then like afterwards you're like oh my god what should I do that for like there was no need <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing everything is so accessible and we're so influenced all the time that we need new things and we need to like keep up with certain trends but I think the more you practice like like well, I and I know I'm self-employed now, so it might be a, a small bit different. But the way I always like look at things now, I'm like, is that worth an hour of my time buying that, or is that worth three hours of my time buying that thing? And to be honest, usually the answer is no. And that I just think if you can find a way to stop yourself from the impulse purchase, maybe it's like like you with the skincare. It's like okay, I've seen all these things. I've added to my basket. I'll come back this time tomorrow and see if I still want it. You know, break up the act of like searching for things online and actually buying them there and then because I guarantee you like 24 hours later, a lot of the time you'll say, actually, I don't really want that. That was impulsive. I just got influenced by the thing I just watched. It's so true. It's actually such a good point because I actually heard that before from someone. I can't remember who it was. And it was that idea of like, just wait 24 hours. And like, if you're still thinking about it then, well, then it's obviously something you clearly like need or want or value. And like, you know, 
do it like buy it if you're still thinking about it 24 hours later it's obviously means something to you but like you find the more you implement that into like all your choices like you there'll be far less you'll be buying because there'll be far less you'll be thinking about in 24 hours time like it's like you said it's very much that impulse i think with like apple pay and everything now it's just so easily done like it's free. yeah it's like one click of, of a button yeah. and you like have to put in your car details you know it's already bought totally, you know, yeah. yeah yeah it's like trying to break that impulse of habit and i i've been practicing for a while breaking the habit so now i'm good but like i notice over time so first I would like have them in the basket and then I'd be like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow and see if I still want it. And if I didn't, that was fine. But like then after a while of doing that, I'd be like adding things to my basket and I'd stop myself. I'd be like, why am I doing this? Because I don't want any of those things. So like I started just stopping myself while I was doing it. And now I just find I don't do it at all. So unless I literally need something because I might be going to like a wedding or, you know, something that I know I need or I need new runners, you know, I only look at shops or go to shops if there's like a specific thing that I need. So you, your whole habits will change and then you just become in general like more sustainable and it all kind of feeds into each other. Definitely, yeah. And like out of interest, I suppose, actually, it's a good point as like an entrepreneur, do you find like you've had to develop like certain money skills or certain like habits around your money? Because I suppose like that you do have like taxes at the end of the year, like you do have bills incoming and the money has to be there to pay for them. Do you know? Um, like yeah, so I suppose like I think for a lot of people that set up a business at first, like the main thing that might stop you from doing it is the fear of not making money. You know, because you you're in such a comfortable position when you're an employee, whether you're busy or not, or you know whether you're productive in a day or not, you're going to get paid because you get paid by the month, and that's how it works. Whereas when you work for yourself and you're going out and setting up your own business, you have to be like it's it's scary, but you kind of have to overcome the fact that okay, maybe I might not make any money here. Uh, looking for me, I mean, tax is in demand, so. I've been quite lucky at since the beginning and I've had like a steady stream of income every month, but I do like, it's just changed. It's made me value my money even more than I did before. Um, and I think I've always had a pretty positive money mindset. Like I'm always kind of been telling myself, okay, this is going to be successful. You know, you're going to hit, I had a target for year one, which I met, and now I have a target for year two. So it just makes me really conscious and thinking when I'm pricing things and sending out proposals with clients, I'm like, have my bigger picture in mind. I'm kind of like, okay, does this fee fit into my bigger picture? Or is this a bit of work that I should be giving to someone else that maybe has a different target and they'll do. My thing is I'll try and take like big ticket clients and big ticket projects um for high fees rather than taking loads of little projects so it just depends how you set yourself up but it's kind of once you have your target in the business you'll just everything else will fall in around it and i mean if i look at what i charge for the same piece of work in year two than i did at the beginning in year one it's nearly doubled because i'm like okay now i know the value i'm adding you, you kind of have to be confident in the value you're adding as well when you're pricing yourself Totally. And like I can imagine as time goes on anyway, like the experience that you've had or like the th the knowledge that you've acquired throughout what you've done over yeah. time, like it obviously grows and grows, like you become so much better at what it is you do with practice like. Yeah. And then every month, every quarter I do, like I, I prepare all my own accounts and stuff. So every quarter I like take stock of what I build in that quarter, like what's my monthly average, how like what were my expenses in the in the quarter and all that. So I 
I don't have a business budget because I don't actually spend, like my business doesn't really have any expenses. So I don't have to budget, but I mean, at the end of the year, yeah, I'm keeping track of my taxes and all that kind of stuff myself. You're literally on the ball. (laughs) You are literally so organized, but it's so needed. Like, and like, you know, you're dead right because like, that's the only way a business can effectively work. Like the finances are the foundation of anything. And yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's so motivating the fact that you can turn around and look at your business and be like, well, this is what it's giving me in my personal life, you know, and through doing this, then this is what I can do elsewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. But and I need all the new skills I put into my own business in terms of like tracking my revenue and like my pipeline and all those kind of things. Like they're things I would have done when I worked for somebody else. So you learn everything you need to to know in the corporate world. I mean, you are a massive part of the business. And you, even if you're in a department, like they want you to know how the department's tracking its revenue, what's your billable time, unbilled time, admin time. Like, I mean, once you realize how you can put that into use in your own business, you know, you realize, okay, I've been doing this all along for someone else. So you, people already know how to do those things. It's just looking at it from the eye of the business owner rather than the person that's like, oh, oh fuck's sake I have to do my time sheets again you know yeah 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 totally yeah it's kind of like it's again it's what we come back to we've definitely mentioned this in a prior episode of like just taking everything you can from like every experience in your life and like like you say it all translates over then um into other aspects of your life and like how do you find again like that those habits have kind of translated into your personal life when it comes to your personal finances because like I know they're kind of two of the same in a way but I can imagine you have to have some boundaries um like but through distinguishing your business from your personal life yeah I do I mean I suppose if I I don't even the way I do my business at the moment is I just pay myself a salary per month and that's kind of my personal spending money separate to the the rest that I just leave within the business um so I mean obviously like a business is a a separate legal entity to me um my business is registered and is incorporated in Ireland, so it's tax resident in Ireland, whereas I'm tax resident in the Cayman Islands. So, I mean, we're even in different tax jurisdictions. So it's very much separate and I keep them separate. Very good. And then like, do you find then in terms of your personal finances, then like, would you have kind of, like you said, would you do that where you'd sit down with yourself and be like, okay, like how much will I save this month? How much might I invest this month? Like things like that. Yeah, so I suppose me and my husband do our personal spending together. So we we have we use Revolut, which we think is really good, both of us. So we have one personal Revolut account and we have two cards for the same account. And at the beginning of each month, we'll transfer X amount into that account. And that's our spending money for the month. It's as if like that's the only money we have. So we're really strict, like we can see on Revolut then how much you, you can set a budget and it tells you, okay, you only have X amount left in your budget, but you can see really clearly on Revolut anyway, anyone that knows that uses it, say for example, if we put 5,000 in, we can see all the time what our account balance is. So we'll use that and we'll that'll be our monthly spending then, so we don't go over that. Um, and if we have any left over from like prior months, we still transfer the same amount at the beginning of the next month. It's just like, okay, now if we are booking flights or something, we're like, okay, we have a bit extra there. We can do that this month. 
Totally, yeah. No, definitely. I find like that was one of the massive things for me was sitting down with myself every month, particularly as I mentioned, I like got paid monthly and like just even evaluating your finances, like you said, like seeing where your money is going, like what are you doing with it? Like it seems like you're not earning that much. And like I said, even if you are living paycheck to paycheck, just to see where it's all going can actually be quite insightful, I find. Um, Like even if you intend on spending every penny of it, like it it goes a long way to understand where it's going and like what it's going into. Um, Yeah. Like, I know, I know yeah. for me, sorry, sorry, I interrupted you again. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying, I know for me, like, I just wouldn't be saving that much because like I said, I'm doing a bit of traveling and stuff, but like, then I would try to invest a small, but still, like, I'd still try and keep some small habits there or even donate a small, but I find goes a long way. Um, Like to get back to someone else or to do something for someone else is really nice. Or like, like I said, investment was a good one. I find for me, because like, sometimes I had mentioned like my fallback habits are like to spend my money and like the thing with investments is there's they're not as liquid obviously like once you put the money into them it's like not very hard to get them back out let's say but like if your stocks are down or whatever else you know you're not going to be taking that money out at a loss and like I find that's actually been massive for me because like you'd accumulate a lot of that um over time you'd be surprised when you go in to check your balance like oh yeah like I actually have a good bit more than I'd have thought like it really does build up because like it takes away that like I suppose easy access you know yeah yeah and i think it's always good to like in break up your personal spending to maybe three categories like one is investing so well one probably is your like necessities so your rent your bills the things you have to pay for each month and that's obviously going to be a certain percentage of your income and then you should decide yourself like what is the percentage of your income that you feel comfortable investing every month and just set it up as a direct debit or however like so you know every month that amount goes out and then the rest is is for your yourself like how how are you going to spend that like that's for your enjoyment so you know you're always saving then every month through investing yeah 100% it's such a good point because I find I always try to do that when I get paid is like even on on the day like I try and have all my expenses like as much as I can to just clear out of my bank account that I know is going to have to come out at some point like you know like the basic thing like your credit or like you know your rent like you had mentioned or some of your bills my insurance things like that like I'd even try and set them up on the day I'm getting paid so then I know like all my necessary expenses have been looked after and like you said the rest then is there to kind of get me through the month I kind of put my bit into saving and then like divide the rest by four and I'm like okay that's it now for four weeks you know yeah yeah definitely I mean everyone is so different when it comes to when it comes to money but it's definitely something to think about because I suppose you will be much happier if you spend your money in ways that you're not influenced to spend them but more you know you enjoy spending the money and just out of interest then, have you any like little money tips or anything I suppose we'd kind of touched on a good few there like the idea of budgeting and saving and you know kind of bringing consciousness to your spending but was there anything else you'd kind of thought of or you do you think is handy for people to know I, I always kind of had a side hustle which I think is really handy for like making extra income so I suppose if you had something that you could do on the side skills you could sell then it's it would be a good way of generating extra wealth and maybe that could be anything extra you're putting straight into your savings account uh, other things I think I'd just be smart around, especially things like alcohol, eating out, just those kind of basic things, you know, um, and be organized. So I think sometimes the more organized you are, the less you spend if you're doing meal prep or if you're if you get into like healthy habits such as exercising, 
uh, and walking and hiking, all those things are free. But if you're getting up early for a hike or you're in a fitness phase, you're not going to be out the night before spending money. So I don't know. I, I It's just more of a lifestyle thing, isn't it, I think? Like, I think it's such a good point because, like, I suppose a lot of people, like, and I'm only speaking for myself here, but I definitely there's a lot of people I'd say who could say the same, like, a lot of times it's nearly out of boredom you're going out like you know 100% like I love a night out as much as the next person like if I've kind of like if I know all my friends are coming together we kind of plan in advance like this weekend now one of my friends is going to Australia so I'm thinking of going down to her for the weekend and we might head out like where she's from like which will be like obviously so much fun and whatever else but like you know me sitting there on a Saturday night with no plans for Sunday and then getting a text being like do you want to go out like you're tempted out of boredom because you've nothing else to do and you're like I have nothing on tomorrow like what's the harm whereas like you said if you've something like planned for the day or like you can kind of put healthy habits in place for the weekend then like it kind of minimizes your even want to go out like that's what I find now like if I find I'm studying of like a Sunday morning like I'm not going to want to be like tired or hungover or anything like that yeah and I think one of the best things anyone can spend their money on is like just investing in yourself like education fitness whatever it might be things that make you feel good because the better you feel it's the most likely the less bored you'll be and the less you'll need like sometimes people spend money because they get like a high from it so you know if you're buying new clothes all the time you think okay now I'm cool because I'm following all these trends and a lot of the time it just comes down to maybe you're not satisfied with how you look or how you feel and we're constantly chasing something and we think buying is the way to satisfy that but it, it never really is definitely yeah. and I think it's like this idea of like a compounding effect isn't it it's like like the more you exercise or the more you invest in yourself like the better over time you'll feel like those kind of it's like you said like those instant hits you're getting from like shopping or going out drinking or whatever else are very like short-lived whereas like they're so much more prolonged I think it was like is it Wim Hof I think has mentioned that like his whole idea around like immersing yourself in cold water and the high you get off that versus like the high you might get off certain other things um is like so much more prolonged and long lasting um even though it obviously feels horrific at first but like the impact long term is so much better you know yeah and there's yeah there's feel good factors associated with it definitely and I think something you'd mentioned there in the side hustle and it literally just jumps into my brain because like it's so true and like I've read that like in a few books and stuff like the idea of just like kind of doing something here and there like we all actually when you when you sit down and like look at like where you're spending your time and whatever else like we actually all have so much time I think it's definitely something like studying and working has taught me like you really have to be like effective with your time management and particularly because I like to exercise as well so you really have to like structure your day but like I always think like if I only worked like whatever nine to whatever like I'd actually have so much time in the evenings to like like you said put some time into like a side hustle even if it was literally only like a day or two a week and then obviously the rest to like have your social life and do whatever else um but like there's actually so much time there for people to spend on like worthwhile things like that you know yeah and I suppose another thing people is just making sure you're getting paid the most you can for the job you're doing so a lot of time people might stay in the same company for years after years when if they were constantly moving you move you never move down like you know you're always kind of moving up if you're going to a new firm um you know you can jump salaries all the time or like we've already mentioned jurist you can jump to different jurisdictions um then if you want and wanted to work for yourself when you're experienced i mean you mass there's massive earning opportunities when you work for yourself rather than working for one company because like you said we have loads of more time than we think so you could essentially be working nearly the equivalent of two jobs if you wanted to you know obviously you don't want to spend your whole life working but 
you know, there's just ways to make more money if you're kind of creative about it and you, you fill your time a bit better. Yeah, definitely. No, like you can definitely reap the rewards, I feel, more from something like you said, kind of investing in your own time into your own projects versus like, you know, um, maybe working for someone else. But um, just the last thing then I think was like the idea of freedom versus salary. And I'd seen that and I feel like it really slots in well to like money mindset, because I suppose some people can have the idea of like acquiring as much money as possible. Um kind of sometimes for the wrong reasons like the idea of like you said spending it on all the material items of like clothes upon clothes upon clothes just to look better when really it's a problem with how you feel about yourself you know um things like that so like i think our generation in particular is becoming a lot more aware um when it comes to like the idea of having freedom and having free time and want people necessarily don't want as much money anymore like that they just want the time to spend on themselves and like do the things they love yeah but i think sometimes it, i think well i am lucky at the moment so i think you can strike the balance between the freedom and the earning you don't have to necessarily give up one for the other maybe in the past you you had to because it was not very common that you'd have flexibility around how you work the hours you work or when you work but nowadays i don't think you have to give up one for the other anymore so i for me, I I do rather, I mean, I value freedom more than salary, but at the same time, knowing how much I work and how hard most people work and you study for however many years and you're constantly learning, you shouldn't have to give up the earning um, for the freedom. So more and more people, I think, are going to strive to have both. And that's like we spoke about this before, where the whole globalization of the workforce comes in and remote working and all this kind of stuff. So... I don't know. I, I don't think you have to give up one for the other anymore. Yeah, no, I'd agree, particularly because I feel like like so many people these days like go to college or like not even that you have to go to college to kind of reap the rewards, but it definitely helps in some senses like jobs like ours where I suppose the remote aspect has come into it and now we have our degree and our qualifications and our experience, like you said, to kind of maybe set up your own business or whatever it is you want to do. And like, even like I'd mentioned there about the time, like the hour or two you save going into the office every day is like an hour or two you can spend elsewhere. Or like you said, putting into your own business if you do work for yourself. Um, like that's an extra an hour or two here and there that you can spend um, progressing your business. Yeah, and it just gives you more time to do the things you want to do. Like I know most of us work 40 hours a week or whatever it might be, but there's so much time outside of that that you know if we were really like got up early in the morning had a, a really good routine and schedule i mean there's so much freedom already even if you do work monday to friday nine to five or whatever it might be it's just a case of like really looking at your routine and cutting out the things that aren't bringing you any satisfaction and trying to make the most out of the time that you have definitely yeah. and just out of interest then i suppose because like you work for yourself obviously and like you had mentioned as well that like you could literally be accepting jobs to you know day in day out for hours upon hours no doubt but um like how do you I suppose get that balance in your life between freedom and salary like are there any kind of boundaries I suppose you've put in place to achieve that yeah so I suppose my salary I kind of have like a target every month um so I wouldn't really mind if I didn't take on any more business in that month once I'd reached that target and like most of the time I'll reach that target without like probably work a few hours over the weekend but I mean I'm not working all of the time 
Um, so, and then I'd push, if, even if more opportunities came my way in that month, I'd push them to the next month. So I'd always be striving for a certain target. Um, whereas I think if I didn't have any target and I was just trying to make as much money as possible, then of course I could be working all the time around the clock. And I've just changed my routine so that I still feel like I have the same level of freedom. Um, I just do things at different times. So before, when I work for someone else, I used to get up at five and I used to do all, all my things before work, like exercise, walk, journaling, whatever it might be getting my lunch ready whereas now I start at five and I'll work for a couple of hours and then I'll do those things in the middle of the day so I still have the same amount of freedom the way I structure things are just a small bit different brilliant 